Rich Grimshaw here. You're listening to the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Friday, May 28th of 2021. This is where I take 10 to 5 minutes every day, every single day, to practice talking into a microphone. Why, you ask? Well, because I can and because for some reason I want to. This is something I've chosen to do. I'm uh, almost to day 100. That's coming up real soon. And I'm hoping to go for a whole year of doing this uninterrupted every single day. We'll see how that goes. You might find this interesting, you might find it educational, you might find it boring, or maybe you'll just find it reassuring to listen to a familiar voice every day. You can find out more about this podcast at dailypodcastpractice.com. Let's go today to a question. Let's take one from 350. Good questions to ask. We're on question number 113, which asks us, as a child... What did you think would be awesome about being an adult, but isn't as awesome as you thought it would be? (laughs) Probably everything. What do you know when you're a kid? You're a kid. And then you get to be a grown-up and things get worse. So there you go. I think what I looked most forward to was independence. I just, I have this vague recollection of just wanting to be out of the house where I could do what I wanted to do, which is not to say that I wanted to go crazy. I just wanted to not be told what to do by other people. And I wanted to have a room room of my own. So that's what I did. So let's ask this. When is one an adult? I think today we pretty much accept the fact that when you're 18 years old, you're an adult. And I think the legal system in the country recognizes that. So it's well established. I turned 18 in 1971, and at that time, you had to be 21 years old to vote, but you were 18, you could be drafted. And they were drafting a lot of people because the Vietnam War needed a lot of bodies. And there was a huge argument, and so I think it was 1971 when the Constitutional Amendment was passed, was it 26? To change the voting age from 21 to 18, and that passed in, in 1971. So there was a recognition there, I think, uh, of a reduction in the age. You could be an adult. You could be considered an adult at a younger age. And I think that's still the way we look at it today, 18. Uh, Certainly, that's the way I look at it. When someone's 18, I would consider them to be an adult, which is not to say they're mature and they're going to make great decisions, but they, they need to make their own mistakes at that time. And certainly, a lot of us take advantage of that. And and when I turned 18, I left home and went to college and got my degree and started my professional life after that, and, and, and I've been okay. But let me say this. Mom and Dad set myself up and my brother and my sister very well. They they put the bill for college, and they supported us the whole time. And they supported us very well and loved us very well and cared for us very well up until we went to college. And then even after that, they were taking care of us. So... It was never a question of whether we were loved or not. We certainly were, and we had uh, we had food to eat and a shelter and clothes, and we always had access to good health care. So it's not like we we wanted for anything. All of us got through the colleges of our choice and then went on to professional careers and life. Life happened after that. <laughs> I started easy enough uh, in my first job, which was... Uh, in the Jacksonville shipyards in Jacksonville, Florida. And certainly my early 20s were okay, but boy, then I went into the 30s and 40s and 50s. (laughs) Things got complicated. And it 
for a lot of times it became a matter of coping and just trying to deal with the results of some of my decisions. But now at age 67, I'm okay. I'm old enough not to care very much and I can always fall back on uh, social security when I need to. And that's comforting, but still, boy, today we've got this COVID mess and the political scene seems to be so contentious and there's this climate change thing and the world seems to be getting crowded and then there's the interweb um, and it just causes me, it causes me discomfort and anxiety and uh, I try not to get too wound up in it. Some days are better than others. Well, we're on a roll, so let's take another question. Let's go to number 114, which asks us, when is censorship warranted? Oh, I don't think censorship is ever warranted, ever. But, but we live in a society where we have some people who are able to tell other people what to do or say or think. And so since they're in charge, they get to say what gets censored and what doesn't. And that's certainly in countries where the governments are a bit more repressive than they are here in the United States. But even here, we're not totally free. England isn't totally free. Uh, and by free, I mean, uh, what do I mean by totally free? Um, we all have to live together in a society. And when people try to say things and do things that disrupt that that gentle nature of society, the even running of society, then the people who are in charge, they get upset and they start censoring. Do they have the right to? Well, by law, maybe. But mm, I think the bigger case is that they're in a position of power and they can, and so they do. So my, my answer to the question is that censorship is never warranted, but it is often exercised by whoever has the power. And that's just the way it is. Heck, take a look at this case lately here where the 20, 24, 25-year-old journalist uh, was on the airplane from Greece to Lithuania and the Belarus government sent a fighter jet up there and, uh, and they landed that plane in Belarus and took the guy off the plane and now he's going to be censored and detained and put in jail and who knows what else. So, that, I mean, that's just a matter of the fact that the party that was in power exercised it and they're enforcing censorship. Is it warranted? No, but it happens. And ain't nothing I or anybody else can do about it. That's just my thoughts on it. There you go. That's my opinion on two important subjects. I'm sure you found it fascinating, but thanks for listening anyhow. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Have a great day.